tell me how you want it. All my bitches got hella ass and barely any stomach. Welcome to another episode of Adulting with Wine. I'm your host, Sasha. I'm back in time for Women's History Month. I don't believe I wish you guys happy Black History Month in February, but happy Black History Month. You know, Black History Month is every month. It's every day. Um, but today I want to con- kind of combine both of those months to really talk about a really important topic. I want to talk about Black women and our experience in this world. Um, I feel like a lot of times with women history, we kind of center in a white woman, um, but I want to take a time to kind of talk about the Black women experience in the world. Um, you know, because being a Black woman is such a crazy experience um, because there's so many levels. On one end, you know, you're deemed so strong and my other favorite word that they use is resilient, um, that even doctors don't believe that we experience pain or that we, and that we die. A lot of us die with our concerns um, not being addressed. Um, We are viewed as more masculine by our own men. Um, A lot of black men view us as more masculine women or more aggressive, even though our world rarely allows us opportunity to be feminine as well. Um, I feel like in a world where you are deemed feminine, either a lot of things happen to us as Black women we're either taken advantage of um, or we're kind of jeopardized for it. Some of the things that come to mind when I think of this topic is um, Black women dying in pregnancy. I know as a Black woman myself, I don't have any children, but um, when I think about motherhood I'm petrified because I just think about all the things that could go wrong you know you um having a baby is supposed to be one of the most amazing times of your lives and of your lives one of the most amazing time of your life um and to think that you are going to have a child and then you you might not wake up from that experience is petrifying to me um So that's something I think about often, but another something that I've also experienced myself is um, in work, you know, I'm at my current job, I'm often told that I'm resilient. And the previous manager that I had, I often felt like she would tell me that I'm resilient as a way to be like, well, you're going to be okay. And maybe she didn't mean it in this way, but that's how I took it. Well, you know, you didn't get XX promotion, but you'll be okay because you're resilient. And again, I don't think she meant it like that, but I think a lot of the times when you're speaking to Black women, I think people need to use their words more carefully um, because saying that I'll be okay because I'm resilient just sounds like, well, we knew you could take it because you're stronger. And it didn't sit right with me. So it's something that I kind of hated for some time because I was just like, especially in the recent years, I'm just like, I'm tired of being resilient. I don't want to be strong. I don't want to be resilient. Yes, I can be if need be, but that's not what I signed up for. Um, and you don't get to tell me that um, I'll be okay because I'll be strong because no, who's going, who's taking care of the strong is what we need to be asking. 
Um, so there was that. And then I feel like on, the, on, the, on another end, we're not only judged for our appearance as Black women, like from the texture of our hair to just how our bodies are shaped, but we are over-sexualized from young girls. From young girls, we are always told that we're being too grown, and that follows through to adulthood, where women will tell you that the hair that they wear will determine who they date. Um, there are people who tell you, like, if you wear like an Afro hair, you're gonna meet like I don't know, one of those hotel guys who walk around saying, you know, grand rising. But if you wear straight hair, you'll attract like a successful man. You know, it's just, I'm not going to speak into that because I don't really wear my hair straight. So I don't know what type of man you attract with straight hair. But I can say, I can vouch and say that's true. I definitely feel that when I wear my hair in an afro, I don't get hit on as much. Uh, and when I do, it's like one of those people who are fetishized who fetishize like natural hair and have this thinking, this preconceived notion that black women don't have hair. So when they see me with hair, it's like, oh, you got hair. You got a lot of hair. And it's like, <sighs> um, so I will say that versus when I wear like a braid or a twist when my hair is like a little bit more concealed and it's like long. Um, I feel like a lot more people hit on me. Um, and then from that, we have also like young girls who are being told that they can't wear Afro braids, black hair styles to school, or having, and just in general, I think for me, I kind of had an anxiety. I think when I was younger, not, even now, not now anymore, I don't care. Um, but especially now that we're remote, but when I was younger, I would wear my hair in like a bun or something to an interview and then kind of wait a little bit before I wore like an afro to work. Um, so we have like this fear of judgment about what people are gonna say about our hair at work. Um, and it's a huge deal for black women if they do wear their hair to work. I, I think even now, like in this recent like couple of years, black newscasters are just starting to wear like their natural hair to work and it's becoming like a bigger deal. Um, and then you also have like women of other races um, appropriating black hairstyles um, almost as if it's a costume and it's being celebrated. And it kind of sucks because we live in a world where you can't wear your own hairstyles as a black woman because you told you can't, but then we'll turn on our TV and then see like an Asian woman wear it and then, or social media. And it's just like, oh, this is our new hairstyle and we just love this so much, da, 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 da. whatever. Um, black girls and women are often judged for their outfits at work. Um, and if it's deemed uh, acceptable, um, a couple months ago, even a year ago, there was a black teen at, at worked at Burger King and this woman, a customer told her that her uniform was distracting her husband and she was wearing a giant Burger King t-shirt and a, um, a, um, oh, black jeans. I don't know why that took me so long to figure out. She was wearing a black, a, a, uh, oversized Burger King uniform shirt and 
some black jeans. Of course, they were fitted. And of course, this was giving shape. But this customer told her that it was distracting her husband. Um, and why was this her problem? I have no idea. But that just, just goes to show you what Black women go through to be themselves. And then um, there's often, I think, always on social media, a teacher that you can find, a Black teacher that where that becomes a meme at least once a year that's just like, would you want this woman to teach your kids? And it's just like, what is this supposed to do that she got a small waist and an ass? What is she supposed to do? Become a nun? I don't, I never understood that. And it's just, it's so frustrating to me because it's literally like, what are you supposed to do in this world as a black woman? It's like, you damned if you do, damned if you don't, because if she didn't have that body, it would have been a different story. Um, but most recently, there was a story about this basketball coach and, um, you know, she's getting style, okay? She's getting style, okay? And people were talking about if it was unprofessional that she dressed this way. And my thing is, if she showed up in booty shorts, maybe you'd have a point. But sis is giving us leather pants, turtleneck, okay? Pants scoops, skirt suits, okay? She can dress. And I think the main issue I think people are having is just like, when she's wearing heels, but it's like, she's a woman. What would she wear? And I guess because it's basketball and normally like you don't see women wearing heels to a basketball game, but it's just like, she's a woman, this is work. And technically if she was in like a corporate building, this would be considered like regular attire. Um, but two, um, just like, it's not like she's wearing anything like out of line. It's not like she's wearing like some booty shorts, like I said. Or, you know, she came to work filthy or something like that. I don't know. I just, I don't understand, like, our dynamic around it. And it always seems to be, like, a giant conversation um, when it comes to Black women only, exclusively. Then also, another layer that I'm finding as Black women is just, like, a lot of us are in, well, you not say a lot of us. Some of us are in competition with each other and we tear each other down rather than uplifting each other. Um, I personally, I will say like my first work experience out of college, I experienced this and I just did not know what to do. I was just in so much disarray. Um, and I wouldn't say this people were necessarily competing with me, um, but they were tearing me down and they, it was causing me a lot of distress just to work there. And I remember, um, so let me just go into a little bit of detail. I actually wrote a blog about this a while back. I don't even remember if I posted it, but um, essentially it was these two women and um, I don't know what it was. At first I was okay with them. Um, it was an African place to work. So a lot of people worked there were African. Um, and at first I was okay with them because I was a girl with the Afro and I had a lot of hair and that was okay. And um, and at first I, come, I was just like, I don't get what the big deal is that I have an Afro. Cause like my hair wasn't much bigger than this. It was probably less hair than this. 
And I was just like, I don't feel like I have a lot of hair. I was telling one of my male coworkers, and he was like, for them, it's a lot of hair. And I was just like, whatever, child. Because I'm under the impression that anybody can grow their hair. You just need the right products and routine. Okay? So um, there was that. And I don't know where the disconnect happened or why this started happening. But it was. it got to a point where they felt like they could talk to me like I'm their child. And I think another point to put in there is like I was the youngest person in there. I had just graduated from college and I was about 19. So for them, it was just like, Sasha need to do what I say because Sasha is a child. And I wasn't really rocking with that. Um, at that time, I definitely felt like, I didn't feel like I was an adult, but this is work. Um, and that's what I was under impression of. Like, this is work. This is not a place where I'm coming to my mom's family's place or I'm like visiting my mom's work. This is where I make my check. So the fact all this respectability politics needs to be pushed aside. You need to respect me with the same level that I respect you. That's how I felt. And it was a lot of, well, you need to look at me when I'm speaking to you, stuff like that. And it was just like, I'm not really jacking with that. Uh, and at first it was really mild. And I remember talking to my manager. I was just like, what do you think I should do about this? And he didn't really know how to give me an answer. And I really, um, I don't, I don't hate him for this. Um, nor do I dislike him for this, but I just feel like he should have been more to fight for me as my manager. Um, and I felt like I just had to fight for myself and I didn't like that. And I wish he would have did more for me. I will say that, but I don't even know what he think, what he thought he could do if that made any sense, but I felt like he should have said something in my defense. Um, so he was just like, I don't know what you could really do. It's more of like a cultural thing, which I didn't really understand either because like my thing is like, I come from Caribbean descent, African descent is sort of, you know, adjacent. Um, so I understand a lot of the things that they were saying, but again, this is work. This is not, I'm not your sister, cousin, brother, father. Like, and you could see me as your sister, but this is where this is where I make my point. Um. So after a while, it became to the point where it started to affect my work because they started talking to me crazy on emails where other people were succeed, um, or they would like exclude me from projects I was start to be a part. I was supposed to be a part of, and when she excluded me from a project that I was supposed to be a part of. I went and told the CEO, oh, and I was like, girl, and because it was that small of a company where like the CEO was like the person out to tell in that case. So I told the CEO, and I was just like, listen, this is happening. This has been going on for some time. I haven't been saying anything about it because I've been trying to be professional. I've been trying to do this, but now this is affecting my work and I don't want it to get to a point where you feel like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do or get back to you that I didn't do this because of X, Y, Z when I just want you to know from now that I'm being excluded from this. And I don't know what this did, but essentially what happened after I spoke to her, she called the other girl to, the, to speak to her. And I guess she must've cussed me out. Like she must've talked to me bad about me in that meeting because I didn't speak bad about her. I just said what happened. Um, but when she came back, I think, I don't remember what happened, but I don't think she spoke to me again that same day, the COO. But the next time I spoke to the CEO, she was just like, well, you know, um, 
essentially I um what they call it I'm not hiding this she suspended the girl she got suspended because of what she said about me she the CEO never told me what she said but she got suspended for that um and I think she ended up coming back she almost got fired I almost ended up taking her job that's how bad it got um but um she ended up apologizing and I think even the CEO was just like I don't really feel like she meant it or whatever and being that girl never ended up being cool um again but told her a lesson and with the other girl what had happened was she thought she could own my time when she wanted so it was like a media company so we filmed a lot of things so she wanted to film when she felt like it and she wouldn't tell nobody and the problem is with that is that I had other work to do that needed to be done and I really wasn't feeling that so and I think at one point um, my manager went away. So I was really handling a lot of different things and I didn't really have the time. And she was just like randomly on the film. I'm like, what? So I was just like, honestly, I cannot take this on right now because he's not here. You never told me that you were going to film. So this is not going to be done. Um, she wrote this email the following week, like this needs to be done. I'm filming this day. Um, and I'm not going to tell you this again. It was that kind of tone in the email. And I did not respond. <laughs> I was spicy then, okay? Sometimes I bitch a little bit of Sasha's tooth then because I felt like I had like, I'm not I'm not dealing with this type of attitude. Um, and I think I'm starting to get back there, but you know, I'm a little bit nicer now. <laughs> they locked a little bit of my, my own vulnerable side now. Um, but... I was like, I'm not answering that. And I didn't have to answer it. So that same CEO came up to me um, later in the day. And she was just like, hey, Sasha, I just want you to know that you don't have to respond to that email because um, I read it and I didn't like how it was addressed to you or what it said. I had a sp I spoke with her and I told her that was unacceptable. Um and then I, I had more conversations about it, but it just, I ended up having to quit that job because it just, there was so many things in that job that I couldn't do, but that whole situation was just one for the books. And I just felt like as Black women working at that job, one, it was a male-dominated workplace. I would expect them to be more caring, more wanting to... Um, take me under their wing, more welcoming just in general. And they just work. And it was so sad to see. Um, but they knew not to mess with me. Okay. <laughs> um, another thing I know is just like this whole light skin versus dark skin thing. And I thought, I thought that that was like kind of a dying out thing because I feel like a lot more light skin women I've seen recently were they've acknowledged like their sort of privilege being like skin women and dating and stuff like that with men and kind of not dating men who feel like, Oh, well, I only date light skin women and kind of shutting them down. But I saw a video recently and it was like a public Q and a type video where you go to the mall and ask people questions. And they're asking this boy, like, do you like light skins or dark skins? And I'm like, this is so childish. Because why do you care? And the thing that bothered me a about, about it is just like, 
it was light-skinned women asking him this. And he was a dark-skinned man. So it was just like, when he answers that question, how are you going to feel about it? What if he said dark-skinned? Well, how would you feel? What was the purpose? What, what would you have accomplished by asking him this? I just thought it was so purposeless. Um, and it saddened me because I was just like, people are still doing this. And this actually took place in the city that I live. And I'm just like, so sad. I'm not with it. But anyway, um, I think lastly, what I wanted to share was just like my experience kind of with my mom. I want to do another like whole thing on my mom probably in a few months. But um, my mother was my first bully. And I think my mom, one thing I would give my mom, she always told me that, like, I'm going to have to work three times as hard for things. Or was it twice as hard, she said, because I'm Black and a woman. I think that, that she said twice as hard. Yeah. Um, but she was my first bully. Um, I... Never really felt like my mom, honestly. And there's so many layers to it, but from appearance to certain things I did to like the whole, my whole experience, like with first dating guys, I just, there were a lot of like, I just feel like in certain things, your mom should be your ally and you should feel like your mom is on your side. And I didn't feel like my mom was on my side. You know, as a child, you know, I was thick as a child, not big. I was fat as a child, but my mom would dead get mad at me if she bought me something and it didn't fit. Talking about I got too big and all this other stuff. And then on the other hand, I would get skinny. And then when I got skinny, I was an issue again. She would talk about how I don't eat this and I don't do this and I'm so skinny and I'm blah, blah, blah. blah. And it was just like, why is this up for discussion? Why is what do what I look like up for discussion if I am healthy and living? I never understood that. So there was that. Um, the last thing I want to talk about um, is just Black women being labeled as angry. You know, we are the unapproachable women. We are, um, we have always been the women who are, have an attitude or are not friendly, aggressive, um, hard to deal with. Um, and we can hear that black women, black men have said this, um, but the number of stories I've heard personally from black women who have been, who have been labeled as aggressive for stating their point of view at work is too many. Um, and for me in particular, and another experience at when I started finally working, I want to say finally, like I was decided to do this, my first job working with white people, I got labeled with as that. And the craziest thing for the longest time, I did not know that I was being labeled as a black woman until like I almost left. So and there were a lot of things leading up to it that I'm just like, wow. So that's why he did that, because he thought that I was an angry black woman. So 
preface this by saying like this was a European, like all the people who worked there were European. Um, and they European have their own European people have their own way of communicating. I feel like I will say that they are more personable. Like I feel like Americans is just like, hi, how are you? Bye, okay, bye. They're more like, hey, how are you? Like they want to know about your day. They want to like keep it going, talking about the blah. So a lot of these people are from Europe, you know? So I'm the American girl. I'm from New York, born and raised. So I'm of that culture. So I'm not really feeling your culture. I mean, I would try, but like, I'm still going to be me regardless. There was this one guy I worked with and it would bother him terribly that I wasn't as personable as him. He wanted to know what I was doing on the weekends and all this stuff like that. And I was just like, um, nothing. And I worked at another job for a, major, for a good portion of the time that I worked there. And for a long time, I was just like, yeah, I'm working. I'm working. I'm working. Nothing. I'm working. And it got to a point where, because he would give me a detailed, thorough explanation about what he did this beginning. Honestly, I did not care. I could not tell you one thing he did on one weekend of all the times that we talked. And I guess... He was just like, how come I always tell you what my weekend, what I do, and you never tell me? And I was just like, honestly, if you don't want to tell me what you do on your weekend, you don't have to tell me. But I don't have to tell you what I do on my weekend. And that upset him so much. Um, and could I have said that better? Yes. Um, but also that's what I meant, child. So there was that situation. Um, and I guess he didn't like me for that. And I guess he complained to like the main boss about it, like about me, about that. I don't know. Um, so there was that. And then this other girl started working there and, um, she was also European and there was this other girl that was working there that was American. And me and the girl, American girl was so cool. Like we were chopping it up and that should have been an inkling to them. Like maybe we're seeing it wrong because she don't got a problem with this girl. She's American, but we all got issues with her and we're all European. Um, but whatever. So she, I never really thought nothing about this girl. This is so sad, but I really never thought nothing about this girl. But it turns out this girl thought I had a whole issue with her. And the way that this other guy, the main boss, brought it back to me was just like, for one, he positioned it as if I was supposed to listen to her, as if she was my boss, which was not presented to me because if you're going to bring somebody in and make them my boss, then you need to tell that to me ahead of time. So what I can know that she's my boss, but he was just like, she, she feels like you take her for a joke or blah, 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 blah. And I barely said two words to the girl. And the crazy thing is anytime that I would see her computer screen, it'd be blank. So I was just like, really, what did this girl be doing? And I'm not the only one that knew that or saw that. So, mm. That was another thing. So, and every time she talked to me, she really didn't have nothing to say. So I would be like, okay, so what are we doing? Like one time she walked up to me and she knew what I was doing because 
it was told to her what I was doing. And she walked up to me and she was just like, well, what are you doing? And I told her, and then she kind of just hovered. And if you know anything about me, don't hover over me. Do not do that. I do not like it. So she was hovering. And I was just like, well, yeah, I'm going to go downstairs. I'll catch you later. <laughs> and that was it. Um, and I was speaking of signs of things that were done to me to um, make me think certain things. So anyway, Christmas came up one time and the boss, he gave me a gift certificate to get a massage. And what was strange about that is that nobody else on the team got anything. And I thought it was weird, but I didn't get why. So a couple months before I quit, right? I was like, um, he brought me into some meeting. He was just like, well, people here feel like you're mean and blah, 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 blah. Or these people feel like they have an issue. You have an issue with them. Um, and I felt like part of it with the, with the girl because um, I don't know. Like, I don't know what happened, but this girl was there and me and the American girl were laughing. We were chit-chatting um, about her experience doing something. Like, I think she was looking at jobs that weekend because she wasn't from there. And she was talking about her experience. And then we were laughing about it as she walked in. So I think she thought we were laughing at her, but we couldn't have been laughing at her because she had just walked in. But anyway, she was like, what are you laughing about? And we were like, we were talking about her her job experience, whatever thing. And she didn't get it. We kept explaining to her. We were talking about her job thing. And she was just like, what, what? She didn't really speak English. Or I don't even know. English was not her first language. Like I said, these people were European. So I was just like, as the, as the third, fourth, the time people were just like, girl, forget it. Don't worry about it. And she kind of walked away, but she felt the type of way. So I just knew it was about to be something. So anyway, he was like, people have problems with you. There's multiple people who have problems with you. And I was just like, why haven't you sat me and these people down if they have problems with me? And they were like, well, we assumed it was an issue with you or maybe you were going through something and that you would get over it. I was just like, what? And I was like, how is that assumption you made? Where's the HR? <laughs> Honestly, man, I could have... Thinking back on it now, I could have sued them motherfuckers for racism, really. Really and truly, I could have sued them for racism and a lot of other things. But none of my business. Um, so um, I was just like, and have you ever thought that this was a cultural thing? I'm the only Black person here, and you guys are all white and European. And he was just like, no, don't, we don't think of you as black. And I was just like, well, you should think of me as black because I am black. The hell? And that was like the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. You don't think of me as black? What do you think of me as then? White? <laughs> like, and it was so perplexing because in his mind, he thought, they all thought that I was just this mean girl. Meanwhile, I didn't think shit about them. But that was just like one of the most crazy experiences that I had in white. Actually, no, I'm not lying. My next job after that is when things got crazy. Because that was, that was baby racism. I went to, to medium racism. 
like I was working on the Upper East Side and um, I would do tours and stuff. And this lady, I remember this lady was so pushy from the jump. She would always email. We had like a wait list for offices because I worked in co-working. Well, that's the trash people. Um, because we did co-working. And every month she would email like, when's the office going to be ready? When's the, I was like, I don't know until somebody puts a notice that they're going to leave. Um, so once they do, I'll let you know. I have to go down the wait list and I will let you know. And she would be like, well, I need to check in every month, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, if that's what you want to do, but I won't know. And she's just like, when she finally got in, she was like, oh, I understand now. Like you literally don't know. Cause it just like happens. I was like, yeah. Anyway, so um, she, the day of the tour, mind you, we've been emailing back and forth. My name is on every email. It says Sasha at the end of every meeting, email. Remember that, right? So we go on the tour. We finish the tour. I show her everything. And she's just like, what was your name again? And I was like, Sasha. And she goes, why did I think your name was something more difficult to pronounce? What? What? Huh? And what kind of should have triggered me to be like, this ain't going to be the job is when I told my boss and he was just like, well, um, that's sad. And that was it. She was still able to rent office anything. And that when I first started, this other man, he ended up being nice to me later, but he was very rude to me from the very jump. Like I was supposed to know everything. And it was like my first day and I was just training. I don't even know your name, sir. Listen, I'm on a rent now, but that's like my experience as a black woman. Um and just in like corporate America, in life in general, and just how disruptive it can be. So I just hope that we can embrace one another, support one another, uplift one another, because the world is already out to get us. Um, it's crazy out here. But thank you guys for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please don't forget to follow Adulting with Wine on Instagram um, and Adult with Wine on Twitter. And I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Black girl, if you're a 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 black girl, do your thing.